Hello there, our dear listeners. Welcome to the HSK Student Pod. This is Richard, your host from the HSK ETEC team. Thank you for joining us on episode 24 of the HSK Student Pod. It's a pleasure to have you as one of our listeners. I know this is a very busy time for our students with many assignment deadlines and also I'm aware that exam and OSCE timetables are now out. I'm also aware our staff are very busy due to marking. I hope you are fine despite the busy schedules you all have. As usual, I'm not going to let you down, especially for our student listeners. I have special guests for you who are going to share messages that you will find very useful, especially for this time of the year. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 24 of the HSK Student Podcast. I'm Karen, your Associate Dean for Learning, Teaching and Student Experience in the school. It's lovely to have the chance to speak to you. Spring is well and truly here and summer is on the way. Can you believe that it's May already? I hope you're all well and managing in your studies, placements and preparation for assessments. We know it's a busy time for you all and some of you are actually coming to the end of your programmes and are already applying for jobs. Good luck with all of your applications and interviews. Don't forget you are an extremely valuable asset in the health and social care environment and employers can't wait for you to arrive. Remember that the University Careers and Employment Service can provide lots of help and advice for you, from writing your CV to helping you to prepare through practice interviews, and they can provide support for up to four years after graduation. So don't forget you can come back for support even after you've left the University of Hertfordshire. Look on the Careers and Employment website. We know this is a very pressured time for all of you, so don't forget that you can speak to your personal tutor or go to the Students' Union for support or student wellbeing. There is also the Student Assistance Programme where you can access 24-7 telephone advice and counselling. Do remember to use these services if you're finding everything is building up and becoming a bit of a challenge. For those students returning in September, don't forget that aside from the brilliant support provided by your programme teams, you can also access study skills advice from the Learning Resource Centre, from the Students' Union and from our very own HSK Student Support and Academic Skills Team. More about these later in this episode. While we're supporting you through the last part of this academic year, we're also working hard to prepare for all of our new students who will be arriving in September. Everyone will have more in-person teaching and a more vibrant campus experience in 2022-23. So, what have we got for you on this month's podcast? We have some lovely guests. Two of our social work students, Michelle and Georgia, are sharing their experiences and top tips for managing on placements. 
We'll also be hearing from Faith Goliger from the Students' Union Advice and Support Centre. Faith manages the centre and she'll be talking to you about their Look After Your Mate sessions and about the confidential advice and support they can provide about the academic appeals process. And last but not least, we have our regular slot, Just a Minute with SAS, where Shipper, our student experience tutor, will tell you about some of the activities the team will be running in the next few weeks. I hope you've remembered the Dean's Awards. This gives you the opportunity to nominate your favourite staff member. Very excitingly this year, you can also nominate a member of staff who's provided you with excellent support while you've been on placement. Someone you've worked with who has acted as a real role model and inspired you while on placement to perform to your absolute best. We've extended the deadline, so you still have time. We know that you, our students, are also an amazing bunch. And so academic staff will also be nominating some of you for awards. The Dean's Awards are always a great celebration for the school, and this year they will be on June the 27th. Well, I think it's time to hand you back to Richard, so that you can hear from our guests. It's been lovely to speak to you again. Take care. Remember to look after yourselves. Take time out now and then from all the hard work to do something you enjoy and spend time with friends and family to re-energise yourself. Make the most of every minute. So bye for now and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Over to you, Richard. For this monthly student success stories, we have our guests, Michelle and Georgia, from the BSC Social Work Program. Michelle and Georgia are going to share a message with us related to their placement experiences, and also they are going to share some placement coping tips and strategies. And I'll hand you over to Jerry, who had the opportunity of meeting and interviewing Michelle and Georgia. Yes, thank you, Richard, and thank you for having me again in the uh, HSK student pod. And I'm joined by Michelle and Georgia, two of our student guests today. And so, welcome, Michelle and Georgia. How are you? Hi, Jerry. Hi, Michelle. It's great great to be on the SK student pod today. Feel really good. Feel really excited, actually. Excellent. And hello, Georgia. How are you today? Hello, I'm well, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Fantastic. Okay, thank you both. And so why don't we just uh, get you introduced properly? So I know that you are both social work students. And so, Michelle, tell us who you are, what brought you into social work, and what year you're in, and so on. I am Michelle. I'm in my second year of the BSc in social work. I've come into social work from a foster care background. And I really wanted to just be more involved in helping people, not just helping children, helping adults, helping families. And that's really why I came into it. Excellent. And Georgia? Yeah, I came into social work because of personal experiences with social services and just wanted to be that difference. 
that they were to me when I was younger. So, yeah, it's just uh, giving back. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, thank you. What we'd like to do is talk about placement experiences with you today. So, Georgia, tell us about your placement experience to date. Um, Well, I was placed in a residential children's home for children and teenagers with learning disabilities. It used to be emotional behavioural disorders, but they changed it recently. They currently care for one young lady and then a young man. And um, yeah, I've just been able to learn a lot. Attended LAC meetings, uh, multidisciplinary meetings, and just really just building a rapport with the children that I struggled with at first. But it was really good after all. And um, yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. That sounds quite challenging. Mm, there yeah. was there were some challenges. I yeah. bet there were. Okay. And um, that was your first placement, I think. And how yeah. long was it, Georgia? Um, 70 days. A 70 days long placement. So that's quite a considerable amount of time in, in the one setting. Excellent. Yeah. And Michelle, where was your placement experience? Mine was also a 70-day placement, which is my first placement. And I was working with an organisation called CGL. CGL stands for Change, Grow, Live. And they are a drugs and alcohol service supporting adults and children, actually. And they are a frontline service. It's very, very fast-paced. We're dealing with clients face-to-face. And I essentially took on recovery worker role and which is being involved in assessments being involved in putting together care plans looking to a lot of the legislation to make sure that informs everything we were doing especially in relation to data protection and consent because a lot of people come into the service they have jobs they have professions they have children so there's a lot of legislation that informs what we do and also making sure our information that we put on file is very accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Another complicated placement, really. Quite right. You say that. We also did multidisciplinary working, which we needed to do because these people have very complex needs. And so the professionals involved and were able to help us look at that person holistically and make right decisions or make informed decisions to support their outcomes for the clients. It's very um, person-centred work. Yes, brilliant. Georgia, turning back to you, I wonder if you could talk to us a little bit about what you felt you learnt from being on placement and what kind of positive change it made to your understandings. One big thing is I learned how to say no, because I feel like when you're on placement, you kind of just say yes, try and say yes to everything. But then you, I was put in a, like a situation where I didn't know what to do. And uh, in that moment, I didn't have the bravery to say no. So I kind of went along with it and it was something to do with restraint and I really didn't feel comfortable. And then after that, I spoke to my supervisor and I just said, she taught me that it's okay to say no sometimes, that in this profession, you will have to say no and you will have to have boundaries in your work also and how to balance work life and um, social life as well and just because we're students but really we're working five days a week on placement so it's a lot of pressure but it it was really good to learn how to balance that work life and social life and just maintaining overall mental health and yeah it just taught me also a lot about reflection and reflective practice which was really good. 
in my mind's eye, I can see lots of people nodding along as they're listening to the podcast, as they hear you say that. So what kind of tip, George, are just building on that? What, what might you, you say to students, not just social work students, but students coping with placement, thinking about the, the pressures and so on? Anything that you, you feel you could pass on in terms of coping with the pressures there? Possibly just don't put so much myself. Just remember that we're still students. Like we're, we're going into a workplace, but we are still students. And you're not supposed to come in knowing everything, but you're supposed to come in with willingness to learn. So just take it one day at a time. Use your supervisors and use your practice educators as well. Like they might seem scary, but that they're really, really helpful. And you will need them um, just for advice and just to help you recognize that this is a journey that you're on. It's not. You're not supposed to be a professional when you go into placement. You're working towards being a professional. Yeah, it's really good advice. And of course, um, what we know about you and, and Michelle is that you've successfully navigated that. And um, as you said earlier, learnt tremendously from it. Uh, Michelle, I wonder, could you do the same as George has just done and maybe think, what were the positives that you learnt on your placement? For me, um, I'm a mother so I have caring responsibilities and so and also as I mentioned being a foster care I'm used to working at home and not into in a sort of team environment so it was about balancing all of those things and also in the workplace being able to communicate and ask my team you know questions about how I should do things and being guided and being brave as well not Term feeling like you know it all because as a student you sometimes have got a lot to think about and everybody's really busy but in my environment it was and you know at times you feel like oh gosh am I imposing and asking a question but you really do need to speak out when you're not unsure and um, you would need to use your supervisions once you've got that organized use your supervisions for that time to reflect on whatever's happening and if, even if it's sort of outside work sometimes juggling I had a situation where I had to be at home for a period of time it was unexpected what I did do which was really useful was I was very very proactive right at the beginning of my placement in trying to I looked at the portfolio looked at what I needed around um, observations and personal feedback and I got that in really early so where I had this situation where I couldn't be in the placement I had already a lot of, of the crime that's already done and that helped. But um, just, just being brave, really, and going with an open mind, I would say. Yeah. You can yeah. learn more with that way. That's good life advice, I think, Michelle, as well, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, just before we finish, I'd like to talk with you a little bit about the importance of multidisciplinary working. We were doing a lot of work in the school around multidisciplinary working, and I wondered if you had any experiences or thoughts about how that came up in your placement. So, Georgia, you mentioned working with other professions um, when you were talking about your placement earlier. What would you say is important, and did you notice anything around working with other professions while you were on your placement? Yeah, one multidisciplinary team that I remember is we worked with um, CAMS which is a mental health service for young people and children 
and we worked with them. We met them in the hospital, so it was actually in the ward, and we met them with another social worker and my manager. And we just sat down and we talked about this service user. We talked about her needs and what each professional has to do for her and can do for her. And it was good because we had like a medical point of view from like the psychological team and then the social point of view from the um, social work team. So it was, we were able to see different avenues of how we can support this young person. And it was really good to hear just everybody's opinion, everybody's um, standpoint, everybody's ways of working. And we were able to just bounce off ideas from one another. There were some differences, obviously medical and social, there's threat that it's a conflict because everybody... They just want to go with their profession and what they know. But um, you have to find a common ground and a balance which you're able to do. Yeah. So because of you experience those differences in approaches, do you, do you feel like it's important for students to learn together while they are students to learn those skills yeah. of multidisciplinary mm-hmm. working? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good to work together. Yeah, just have an open mind to hear from other professions because they all work to help the services. I see might as well just work together. Excellent. Thank you very much. And um, Michelle, what about you in your placement? Did you have uh, experiences of multidisciplinary working? Yes, we definitely did have multidisciplinary team working. Um, We have uh, on on site, we have a multidisciplinary team. We have a medical team, clinicians, social workers, people from housing. With substance misuse, you have a lot going on with the social and medical models working together and in the safeguarding meetings which we have weekly uh, there was a situation where we there was a client that needed a detox and in that meeting there were discussions around because that she had children some members of the team couldn't really see the need to go out and do an outside visit but the social work team did and so we ended up going out and doing a visit and we saw there were some safeguarding risks in the home so had social workers not been involved in that safeguarding meeting, that may not have been picked up and then you've got children at risk as well. So it really, really is important to have all the heads thinking together for the needs of the children and the whole family. And obviously it's important because not everyone, you know, in substance misuse has a family, but they can be around children as well. They, they can be around children in different ways, teachers, for example. So really important brilliant we're coming to the end of our time i'm afraid both of you so we'll have to finish up in a moment i wonder if there are any last thoughts that you'd like to say to other students across the school about placements or any thoughts around your experiences of studying michelle first definitely been great to be part of the HSK student pod. I would say to students going on placement, especially in your first placement, it's a great experience. It's very worthwhile. It helps you make sense of the studies, in particular the theories and the models. You see them at work when you're on placement and so they can really cement your learning. It's exciting to go out and see and trial your learning live on a placement. You learn lots. And for me, I went into a place where I knew nothing about adult safeguarding because I have a children's safeguarding background. And I would say try and go for something that you you have little experience in because then you can extend yourself and expand your knowledge and just have fun with it. 
as well and asked lots of questions at the advice. Fantastic. Thanks, Michelle. And Georgia, any final thoughts from you? Um, I guess just going with an open mind. Yeah, just don't put too much pressure on yourself to like, be perfect because it, it's um, just the beginning of your journey and there's so much to learn. Yeah, just getting along with your colleagues even, just making friends at work and stuff like that and building a network of people that you can fall back on when you become a qualified social worker. So just take it in your stride. And um, yeah, it's, I've got a job with my placement now. So like there is opportunity for that kind of thing where you can develop and stay on with them and just, um, yeah, continue that experience. But yeah, it has been great, just like Michelle said, to be on the HSK podcast and share with people who are going to take their first placement soon. Excellent. Well, both of you, thank you so much for your time in today's HSK pod. We really appreciate that you've given up your time to speak to us. And it's been fascinating to talk to you. I wish we had longer, but thank you so much for the time that we did have together. Well, that's it from me, Richard. So back to you. And thank you very much for our time in the HSK student pod today. Dear HSK student pod listeners, especially our student listeners, I'm not sure if you are aware of the different services the Hertfordshire Student Union Advice and Support Team has on offer, especially services related to assessments and exams. For this month's profession spotlight, we have our guest, Faith, from the Hertfordshire Student Union Advice and Support Team. Faith is going to share a brief message with us, letting us know about some of the services her team offers to students. I now hand you over to Laura, who had the opportunity of meeting and interviewing Faith. Hi Faith, welcome to the HSK Student Podcast and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me at the HSK Student Pod. Faith, could you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, so I manage the Hertfordshire Students Union Advice and Support Centre. I've been working within the Students Union for nine years. Um, and I work with the wonderful advisors, Steph and Haley, providing free, confidential and impartial advice and support on a wide array of matters relating to student life. Excellent. Thank you. So, Faith, you're here today to talk to our listeners about some of the different ways the Students' Union advice and support team can be of help to our student listeners. Especially, it's difficult at this time of the academic year. And you're also going to let us know about the Look After Your Mate sessions that your team runs. Now, I'm sure lots of our listeners are really busy this time of year. There's lots of assessments, lots of our students are on placements. So why should our student listeners be listening to you? What's your message and why is it important to our students? I just wanted to speak with you all today because, as we all know, the academic year is almost over, believe it or not. And there are a few ways that my service can offer specific help during these upcoming times of change. For many students, the impending summer period can be faced with great excitement whether that be about moving back home for the summer or getting back in touch with family or old school friends. But for some, they could be facing this period with a great level of fear and anxiety. The summer may signify a time where the support network they built up around themselves at uni is no longer there or not as readily accessible. And the lack of daily structure due to lectures and all the usual things no longer taking place can also make things quite difficult. So I wanted to highlight today the importance of keeping in touch with each other over the summer period 
especially as students are statistically more likely to share with their friends that they're having a difficult time or have concerns about their mental health or well-being rather than with professional support services. So that's why I wanted to share this message today. Thank you. It's an important message. Could you give us some tips about how our listeners can support each other's well-being during this time of year? Absolutely. It's so easy to keep in touch with your friends, even if you're far away from each other during the summer period. And here are our tips of how we can support each other's well-being during this time. The first one is show you care by sending a friend a message or giving them a call for a catch up. You could even arrange a time to meet up over the summer or plan a video call. It really is the little things that matter. And for someone who may be struggling, knowing that you've been thinking about them and took the time to message them can really be reassuring. Mm. When you're speaking with someone, try to give them your undivided attention. If it's in person, that means putting the phone away, making comfortable eye contact and choosing a suitable location. For example, trying to have a conversation in a loud bar is probably not going to go as well as having a conversation in a quiet coffee shop. If you're talking over the phone, make sure you're providing signs that you're listening. And in both situations, it's really important to allow enough time for the conversation. Nothing can dampen a conversation more than the speaker knowing that the listener is in a rush or has other things on their mind. To get more from your conversation, use open questions that need more than a yes or no answer and follow up your questions with things like, Tell me more or what happened next or how did that make you feel? If a friend does open up to you about a problem, try not to immediately jump into trying to fix the problem or offering solutions. Empathic listening is often the most effective way to provide support and help to our friends. And if you do have concerns about a friend's well-being, have patience. It may take time and several attempts before a person is ready to open up. Whether they wish to talk to you when you offer or not, the most important thing is that they know that they can come to you if they want support now or in the future. And finally, and most importantly, have courage. Reach out to a friend if you want to, and don't be afraid to signpost to support services such as Student Wellbeing or the Samaritans Helpline if you think that it could help your friend. Thanks, Faith. Lots of really great tips there and, and lots of things that our students will be learning to do with their patients and service users in, in placement. But it's really important they also use it with friends, isn't it? And, and make sure they support their friends as well. So that's a really useful reminder for our students. Thank you. I'm also aware that you run some sessions called Look After Your Mate. So what are those sessions about? We most certainly do. And, and these tips I've just shared are just a small amount of the content that we cover in the Look After Your Mate training sessions. The course material was actually developed by Student Minds, the UK's student mental health charity, and are delivered by my team. We trained to be trainers. And if you want to learn more about what mental health is, how to have conversations about mental health, and also how we can support our friends and our own well-being, it's really easy to book your free place on the course. Our last training date for this academic year is on Tuesday the 17th of May in the morning and the training takes place online via Zoom. So you can register for the training via finding it on the Students' Union Events webpage. And as I've said already, it's completely free of charge. So go ahead, sign yourselves up. Fantastic. Thank you. And if students can't make that date, will you be running it again next year, Faith? Absolutely. There'll be a whole number of dates that students can sign up to. Again, just have a little look at the Students' Union Events webpages once the summer's a bit further along, and I'm sure that they can register themselves on further dates then too. Excellent. 
And Faith, could you just share with the listeners a little bit more about some of the reasons people might access your service? They get an idea of why they might want to get in contact with your advice team. Absolutely. So being a student's union, working within the higher education environment, the majority of the cases that we support students with are about academic policy and procedure. So whether that be students wanting information about the appeals process, if they've received their results, but they were affected by circumstances outside of their control during exam time, we can walk students through those processes. The same goes for cases of academic misconduct or other investigations being undertaken by the university. We can highlight how these processes work and support students through each and every stage. But it's not just things like that. It could be if students want to learn how to budget or manage their money better, or if they just want to have a chat with someone. That's what the service is there for. Our door is always open and students can come in as and when they need help and support. Fantastic. So it's advice about anything that they might experience being a student and they can come and talk to your team. Absolutely. Brilliant. So Faith, you mentioned that your team can support students around assessments. Could you tell us a bit more about that, please? Absolutely. With assessments wrapping up and results being released, Hertfordshire Students Union Advice and Support is uniquely placed to provide independent, impartial and confidential advice, information and support regarding the university's procedures, particularly in the cases of serious adverse circumstances and academic appeals. So if you were or are affected by circumstances outside of your control during assessment time or just have questions about the processes, please do get in touch with our team and we can help you explore the various options. Thank you. That's really helpful because I think students can sometimes feel quite alone in that time. So to know where to get support is really important, isn't it? Faith, please can you let our listeners know where your office is located, what time it's open and how they can get in touch with your team? Our office is actually open all summer. It doesn't close, obviously excluding bank holidays and university closed days. But you can come ask the advisors between 10 and 4, Monday to Friday, and we can offer advice either in person, by Microsoft Teams, telephone or email. The easiest way to get in touch with our team if you do want to arrange an appointment is you can complete an appointment request form on our web pages on the Students' Union website, or you can email the team via advice at hertfordshire.su. And like I've already said, failing all of that, drop into our office on the College Lane campus. We're within the Hutton Hub. Fantastic. Thanks, Faith, for coming to speak to the HSK pod listeners. That was a really useful message. And hopefully it'll really make a difference to some of our students to know a bit more about your team and where they're located and how to get in contact with you. So thank you ever so much for coming today. And thank you so much for having me on the HSK student pod. Take care. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Just a Minute with SAS, where you receive updates on services being offered to HSK students by the Student Success and Academic Support Team, also known as SAS. This is Shipa Begum, one of the tutors from the HSK SAS team, and here is a glimpse of what we have for you in May. The SAS team have developed two workshops to support you during the exam and resubmission period. The workshops will be delivered on campus and online and will be repeated throughout May. 
Week one and week three of May will focus on support for undergraduate students, and week two and week four of May will focus on support for postgraduate students. The workshops will run in the mornings, afternoons, and in the evenings. Places for each workshop are limited, and booking is essential. To register onto a workshop, please visit the Academic Skills Advice site. Remember to make use of the SAS team. We are here to help you with your academic skills and assist you in getting the most out of your study. So do check out the HSK Academic Skills Advice site. If you would like to contact us, please send us an email to hsk.skills@hearts.ac.uk. Thank you for listening. I wish to thank our guests. Starting off with our lovely social work student guests, Michelle and Georgia. Thank you both for sharing with us some of your placement experiences, especially the tips or strategies for coping and succeeding on placements. It's also very good to hear how you have embraced multidisciplinary working. Thank you for sharing those very good examples of multidisciplinary working methods. I'm sure our student listeners have gained a lot from your message especially the first-year and second-year students. Also need to thank Faith for coming to speak to our student listeners and letting us know about some of the different services the Hertfordshire Student Union Advice and Support Team has on offer. Faith, also thank you for letting us know about the Look After Your Med sessions and for sharing those tips on how our students can support each other. I am sure our student listeners have benefited a lot from your message and are going to make use of the support from your team, including attending some of the Look After Your Med sessions. Dear HSK students, I hope you now know how the Student Union can be of help to you and where to find them. Please make use of their services because they are there to help you. Thank you, Faith, for being our guest on the HSK Student Pod. Please come again. Our listeners will always benefit from your messages. Don't forget, I also need to thank our special interviewers, Jerry, who had the opportunity to meet and interview our lovely social work students. Thanks to Laura, too, who had the opportunity to meet and interview Faith. Thank you both for giving us the beautiful and informative interviews. We always appreciate the time taken by our HSK student pod interviewers. I also need to thank Karen, our associate dean, for learning and teaching and student experience. Thank you, Karen, for sharing with us the important news plus keeping us up to date on what's going on in the school. Thank you, Karen. Thanks to all our guests. It's always a pleasure to have you on the HSK Student Pod. Also need to thank all other anonymous staff members who have made this episode a success. Thank you for all your support and creative ideas. As we come to the end of this podcast, to all our student listeners, I wish you good luck in your current assignments, any exams you are soon to sit, Oscar assessments, and any projects for some of our final year students. Also, good luck in your current placements or the new placements that some of you are yet to start or even are just starting. For our academic staff, good luck with the marking. We know how busy the marking season can be. And thank you for all you are doing for HSK students. Dear HSK student listeners, look after yourselves and your loved ones. Be safe and I hope everything you do in May goes well for you. 
thank you for joining us and for being part of this episode. Bye-bye from Richard, your host, and join us in our next HSK Student Pod, which will have something fresh and new to listen to.